Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Hi, welcome to TFLP episode 466. We are live tonight. It is Monday, uh, what is it, January 24th. Uh, I am here tonight uh, with uh, apparently Phil went off camera. And Be right Rick. Back. <laughs> what, me? Rick is broadcasting from his living room. It's It's very cold in the vault. Oof. tonight so i do appreciate it rick that apparently tonight you have a headset and so that's pretty fantastic thank you i've i've moved into the uh 1980s it sounds a lot better and peter forever dust drum and then we have a special guest matt hey who is also moving Just- apparently now, you can see all the boxes in the background. That's a, so, a person's you know. collection is not determined by how many glass cases they have or what figures they have, but by how many random boxes yeah. they yeah. have behind them. Multiple when sizes. On. That's right. The it's amount amazing. of boxes and how many inches above their heads yeah. it goes. That determines a person's worth as far as their collectability. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you don't want it falling on you because I've had that happen before. Oof. Yeah, that's not good. See, Peter will talk to you about that, like with the steel racks and, and the tubs and all that type of mm-hmm. thing. See, that's uh, you just got up up your box game. Yeah. Yeah. The tubs. <laughs> well, oh, live unboxing, to- right? Well, welcome to the world of um, having just moved your collection, Matt. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been in this house seven years, and I still have never put a single car in my garage. Wow, it's a four-car garage. Well, we had and- we had an extra we had an extra closet. Like so, you know, I have a lot of collection that is hidden away, and then. The, the vintage stuff that I like to look at that I call my altar or whatever that I, you know, like that, that I just like to look at in the morning. You get up in the morning, you see, it's just like, ah, oh, there it is. And like the really special pieces um, from the vintage stuff that I have. Some box, some, you know, just loose. I'm not like crazy about having everything in the package, which is a fabulous thing. But I just, you know, I, whatever. And I got what I got. And then um, then there's just lots that, I cycle in and out of like my different shelves that I have because, you know, you look at, you get, Oh, so I got a new RC. I got to get rid of that old RC. We put the new one in or whatever, you know, it's always cycling. It's always changing. So that's where the boxes come in. 
Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, like Rick, you can just, uh, you know. So one question I have uh, with that is, is do you display your collection like in your main living area and whatnot? Or do you have like a room to the side where only certain people see it? Who, me or Rick? You. Well, uh, we oh, know he, Rick. Rick well, has Rick, his like he has basement. His, yeah, cave. Um, for me, no, it's not in the main. No, no, we can't. It's that's too much. I don't think um, AJ would like it all the time if I had all that stuff out. Um, and sometimes I, I, I don't want everyone to see it. Like, I don't want it to be exposed to light. Um, I want some of it, you know, sort of protected. So and, and then, you know, when you bring people over, it's like, oh, and come into this room come see this, you know, and just people who don't even know anything about transformers just love to see it, you know? Um, right. you know, it's, it's just, and I can only imagine what it's like with, with Rick, like bringing them all in and, and, and see you know. when you walk into my house, you can't tell there's anything wrong with me. Right. So I love it when like a repair person comes over, or like the cable guy comes over and I'm like, Hey, you want to see something fucked up? I open the basement door. I'm like, come here, come to the basement. Oh, and they're like, no, 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 please, sir. No. And they no. just kind of like peer <laughs> and then they see the stairs and like the stairs are just lying. He's going to kill me. Like, He's oh. going to kill me. Looks like I've got candy down there. <laughs> he throws it down, locks the door. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's candy. Here's, here's your tip. Yeah. Go get it. Go get it. Yeah, I recently of course, had now now those people are locked in Rick's room with all those unopened toys, and Lord knows yeah. what happened there. They had to eat them to get yeah to survive. They had to eat them. Some of those those old like Transformer candies from uh, uh, what was it like 2005, 2006? Those the classics bag era. Gummies. Mm-hmm. I've I've got Transformers the movie bags of Doritos and M and M's and and Hostess donuts all still sealed. In the basement. See now, that's always so. What what comes of that later? I don't know. We don't. We haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, fungus. Yeah. I think we have some sort we of bacteria yet. Like everybody has, you know, a, a a jazz cereal box, right? But nobody has a jazz cereal box with cereal in it. True, right? I guess. I I yeah yeah. Do you want the cereal? I, I have neither. I, I had I had those gummies that they put out that were like the Cybertron, you know, uh, uh, transfer Tron- like Optimus and, and Megatron, Megatron and like Classics Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. And I don't know I I forgot about them and then found them a couple years later and it was just a sludge that was everywhere and I said you know I don't need the food I don't I don't need or uh, there were some also some ones that had like a, a there was like the lollipop with the punching. And I got rid of that too because I, I just, you know, the character was cool, but the rest of it I didn't need. I've I've got enough soda to feed like a small army. Just like every like when the Transformers movie came out, they put out every like Pepsi, Diet Pepsi. But did you free, empty it? Pepsi. See, because I would empty it. So, See, I, so I'm just I, Rick, waiting. I, like Rick has a tub just full of like goo and like soda <laughs> and all this. <clears throat> no, so, I so admire. Rick, I had, I, I had a, a, a Star Wars: The Phantom Menace Darth Maul can of Mountain Dew. Oh yeah, that I was sitting those. in my parents' cupboard. 
Um, and, and then like one day I like opened up the cupboard and the can was empty and all of the base of the cupboard cabinet was sticky. Mm. So it just like eroded through it over probably a decade. Yeah. A decade plus. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that made a mess. So I would, I, I believe, and I think we even talked about it on this, like maybe Nick brought it up that you are supposed to puncture it slightly to let out the, uh, the goo uh, inside. You have it wow. start over, over, over top of all your Gen 1 Japan stuff, right? You have all those cans of soda. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 What's this? This is why my pretender monsters are sticky. This is the reason. Yes. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Mm. So tonight's topic is not about storing uh, 20-year-old food and whatnot. Uh, it's actually <laughs> talking about the IDW comics. And we finally got official confirmation that the rumors were indeed true. And IDW is going to be losing the license for Transformers comics at the end of 2022. Yeah, very sad. Very, very sad. Well, it's been really interesting. Like, I, I, I did not. I did not see the news with a, a sad tone. I, I saw it with a you know, kind of welcome tone no, uh, as, as a fan. Um, but, but it has been interesting to see some of the creators who worked on the books, putting out some, some relatively sorrowful social media posts that, 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 you know, uh, some of those guys got, uh, some, some pretty nice, uh, you know, longstanding work, which in, as an artist, as a comic book artist, that's not easy to come by. Um, and, and you know, they, they got some names for themselves and some longstanding work from those books, I'm sure writers as well. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, this is not a. Uh, this is not a happy moment for for those folks who put in quite a few years and and, and time and hours into those books. And and there's always the hope that some of them will carry over, even though it's not maybe not at first, but maybe later on down the line. Uh, you look at Larry Hammond, how he came back to GI Joe after IDW had it for a few years, and mm-hmm. Simon Furman comes and goes to IDW for Transformers. So I think it's, you know, just give it time, let them get their, whoever the new licensee is, let them get their stuff together. And uh, in time, they'll start bringing in hopefully other guys like James Robert and Casey Collar and Nick Roach. Oh, yeah. And Alex, is it Milner? I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, Milner? Milner. He's amazing. I mean, like he just brings everything. It's just they needed they needed to cut cut the cord. I mean, they just this new iteration was not enjoyable, at least to me. Um, it was it was like watching a slow train wreck um, that you knew what the train wreck was going to look like um, at the end of the watching. You know, it's, it's, there was no surprises. There's just nothing. So they need a they need a fresh take. And um, it doesn't have the heart in it. You could just tell. So here's here's the thing. Um, I think uh, at least three of us, uh, Peter, Matt, myself, I think we're you know we're very passionate about the comic books, and and we read them all. Phil, I don't I don't know too too much if you if you've been into them. I don't know how to read. Lucas is <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I want to ask Peter and Matt, thinking about IDW and where they at, where they're at now, do you remember way back when in 2005, when they started, 
Yes, and I wanted yeah. to bring, I wanted someone to have exactly that point made because the last big reboot, not you know, barring the three years ago one or two years ago one, when we moved from Dreamwave to IDW, the Asian series by Simon Furman and EJ Sue. While I enjoyed it at the time, it was a very slow start, and it oh, yeah. took some time to get its feet under it and to get everything going. And it's just, you know, uh, I love Ratchet, so I was happy following the adventures of Ratchet and Verity. Um, but it was a slow burn. And for those people who I like the Dreamwave stuff, for the people who like the Dreamwave stuff, that you know, it was like epic and action packed. Yeah, lots of stuff going on, new characters all the time, new new slants on characters that we knew. We had the War Within, which was mm-hmm. revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And then it just stopped. And then we started with, hey, it's Ratchet and Ironhide arguing with each other on Earth. It was a yeah. slow burn. It was a big it was a big tonal shift and, and it and it caused some whiplash and some some uh blowback for the creators. I, I personally did not give the IDW Transformers books much uh, much much rope at the beginning of it. I, I I think only read the first two issues and was like, this is not this is not what I was enjoying from the Dreamwave. I get they want to do something different. It's like, oh, I get it. It's robots in disguise. They're really going to be you know focusing mm-hmm. on that. But but you know it, it was sort of like the um, the idea of uh, you know some some of the other Transformers media that that we like versus some of the Transformers media that people don't like, which was like the Dreamwave books, like w- where were the humans? They, they weren't in there. It was the, the robots beating the snot out of each other. That was the focal point of the story. And suddenly we get the IDW books with, with humans as the focal point at, at the start. And, and I was, I was not really on, on board for that. And, and still when there's a Transformer property that comes out of the, the humans get more screen time than the, the robots. I, I in general don't enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, what's funny about the initial IDW books, I guess after the, I guess why it's so disappointing with this new iteration, this new reboot is we've already had however many 15 years of IDW doing amazing things with these characters, building out these worlds back when we first got IDW, I guess, you know, we were really building off of cartoon universe and we were starved for just something. You know what I mean? So back then it seemed a lot better than than uh, it probably would compare to now. I don't know. It. I liked in the beginning of IDW that it started small because um, sometimes you need to do that with, you know, sort of starting over with everything. And I liked that there was fresh, there were new characters. It wasn't just Spike and, you know spark plug and everybody um but it built out really i felt like it built out pretty quickly you know once they got past the two the first two shuns um you know it was already like a galactic war it, it escalated um, quickly as you know the second shun was escalation it, it, it went right up and we yeah. trusted Furman, and he you know he knew the property and he knew the characters and he ran with it for better or for worse there, are, there aren't there are people who aren't Furman fans, but I'm a Furman file. Furman file. I am too. I am too. Yeah. See, see, I love I love Simon and I love what he's done with Transformers, but even if you talk to Simon, he'll he'll say he he definitely took some um, risks with some of the choices he made. So there were there were some points that stick out in my mind 
that just kind of turned me away from like reading it. So I would I would get it every week or every time they come out, I'd read it or then I would put it down for like two weeks and go back to it. And one of the points that just made me like, huh, was Blitzwing. Blitzwing. They how they killed off Blitzwing. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's that's a very odd thing to do. They're just gonna kill off Blitzwing. That's that's just very odd. I mean, you're starting off the comic books and you're just killing off Blitzwing. That seems like a weird thing to do. And then uh, um, RC. I mean, we can't talk about IDW and Simon without talking about RC. And yes, it's it's been retconned and 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 changed, and it it was an interesting choice to try and introduce. Uh, genders in that way in mm-hmm. Transformers. Um, it it was it, at the time. Look, I don't know. Did I? Yeah, it was no big deal. I mean, I don't know. I just thought, oh, he's doing something interesting. But you know, you look back, it's like, yeah, it's not real sensitive to people at all. It's not to women to anything. But he was just trying to make, and I think he's argued it before. There was one um, writer, uh, Scott. Um, who did, uh, what, what was the one, what was that lousy comic that she wrote? Um, Till All Are One. She yeah, did The oh, Windblade that, and then Till All Are One. She, yeah, she, yeah, she, she stumped. Margaret but Scott. She, yeah, Margaret Scott. So she really called out Simon about that. And, you know, he didn't mean anything bad. He was working within a property. They had characters. They were non-sexual. And, look, he did the best he could. He, I don't think there was any evil intent. Um and I never really liked that she was so mean about, you know, calling him out about that. Yeah, the story was imperfect. Things change. And um, could have been handled better. Yeah, but it wasn't. And it's a, they're a bunch of robots from outer space. So chill out, you know. It was fun action. She was cooler than she ever was. And, you know, they ended up telling her story a lot better. Eventually. Retconning it. Fixing it. Yeah. Um, we need We need to make a note, like, just as quick. Quick housekeeping note before we get too far into the continuity of the Generation 1 IDW comics, we still have Book Club on Sunday nights, and they are just getting into Revolution and Lost Light and Optimus Prime. So no spoilers for those. Everything past Revolution, let's not get into that. We can breeze past it, but I don't want to spoil it for people who are listening here. If if we say Optimus dies, it's not a spoiler, though. It's Optimus Prime. He dies every other issue. Yeah. Heroically. Uh, Revolution. So, I was say, Book Club really focused on Phase is... Two. Of I think they've went they no, went I'm through robots in disguise and more than meets the eye and right oh, and they're on Revolution now and their books past that so let's not spoil let's not spoil right. anything past okay that. right. Yeah, right. I, I think I think okay. you kind of I think we kind of have to talk a little bit about what happened, you know, with 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 the end of that iteration with the end of the, the lost light slash more than meets the eye um, and, and robots in the sky slash Optimus prime. Like, I don't think we have to go into the story detail, but you know, at, from a, a logistical standpoint, there was a lot of talk that they were going to be potentially losing the license then. Yeah. So they tried to go out with a bang and it was, it was decent. Um, you know, but, but it, it definitely left me wanting more and I didn't, get more I, I don't think i would have been unhappy like so so 
I'm a big comic book fan. And, and, uh, you know, when you look at Marvel and DC, DC has been on this relaunch, uh, you know, merry-go-round for the last, you know, decade plus at this point in time. Yeah, I felt like DC has been, you know, together in, yeah, you're right, a decade. It's it's a mess, um, and now it's all like multi universes, and I don't know what you know what's where, and you know, Marvel at least they have a, have a better handle on it. But but the thing with both those comic companies, for the most part, is that they will have a writer, the writer and, and artist team tell a series of stories, and then the writer either finishes their story or they want to bring in a new writer and they move on. They don't they don't erase the universe. And start fresh. Like Spider-Man doesn't get a brand new origin story every 10, 15 years. You know, he gets, you know, he gets new adventures with new creative teams. And I just don't understand what IDW was doing at that time because they had done multiple iterations of we're going to give you the same universe with new writing teams and new artist teams. And we might even contradict the living daylights mm-hmm. out of ourselves, but you, you still had just things building upon it. And, and, and I that think first it's... universe too, like that one, they rebooted it a couple yeah. of like soft reboot, like a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when robots in disguise and lost light or yeah, more than um, the CI came along. That was even, even though that was the end of a cataclysmic battle, you kind of... It was a fresh start. It was a real fresh start. And I think they could have done that with what they did after Unicron, the Unicron series, because all those, so many of those characters, they needed, they they all had good stories. They were all going in interesting places. And they just just said, "Mm, that's it. And they didn't do nearly, well, I, I guess we could start earlier on, but I just didn't, they, they they had been doing those sort of multi-book stories early on that Dark Cybertron series it was excellent in the way that everything tied together. And they just, they lost the ability to do that after that series for some reason or became, didn't come, I don't know. One thing I will say as far as IDW in general is, you know, John Barber was, you know, editor of these for, you know, years and years. And, you know, it's a testament to him as far as being able to kind of connect all of those stories as well as as what he did over the years, because it's incredibly difficult to do and, you know, get get all those. Yeah. That, that to and I, I don't know if I'd say he's the best. There's there's plenty of editors at Marvel and DC and other companies that are tying together. And I'm not saying he's bad. I'm no, just no, no. Saying, yeah, like, I he agree. Was, he was managing two to three books at a time. For Transformers, yeah, the, he's uh, been the best, I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean to say, been the best um, you're saying that John Barber was better than Chris Rayal. Am I hearing that right? He was certainly better than Andy Schmidt. I mean, I Andy, okay, well, Andy, I Andy Schmidt. All right. So the, the editors were Andy Schmidt, Chris Rayall, and then John Barber. Uh, Andy Schmidt, Schmidt Not was there. Rayall was first, then Schmidt, then Barber. Uh, Schmidt was there from. Well, no, from, no it, was, it was Schmidt, Rayall, Barber. Yeah. No. Or was it Rayall, Schmidt, Rayall, then Barber? Yes. Right. But Schmidt was there it, from. Andy from, Schmidt left. IDW to come work at Hasbro. Yes. 
And he said in an interview he doesn't care about continuity anyway, and he didn't pay attention. He's like, when I worked at Marvel and DC, we didn't care about this stuff. And he was joking, sure. But at the same time, his the this quality of his work part. showed the quality of his work showed that he did not care. The way uh, All Hail Optimus or All Hail Megatron, sorry, sorry, All Hail Megatron, and then the Costa series and all that junk that happened before uh, Chaos and 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 the death of Optimus Prime, the dupe mm. that started uh, the two main books, Phase Two or whatever. It, it was a nightmare, and and Barber came in, and before he did the fixing of the G1 books and tying it all together and putting it all to, you know, how it sort of made sense, he had already cut his teeth on Transformers with the movie comic books and tying the mm-hmm. movies into that, and the, the, the profiles from the toys and just all the nonsense that the movie comic series was, and he made it all mostly fit up to the point that the movies were at that time. Another thing that I think should be noted re- regarding the initial... IDW launches that we didn't have a lot of Transformers media when IDW fired up their rockets in 2005. <clears throat> there was no movie series. There were, we had one cartoon a year, and it was mediocre. Mm-hmm. And now here Classics we are. Classics in- was announced the year that they came out. Yes. Yeah. I just I don't but, know Chris Rial. Rial I, I honestly I couldn't tell you his work. I don't. He does. I don't. What did he do? Which one uh, he, he did? He's he's done a ton of stuff. He he was the editor in chief at uh, at IDW. Uh, but what what Transformer he, books were he was he in charge of that I would recognize? Asian, I, I, I just don't know. I'm just asking. He was the editor, I believe, on the Asian series, and uh, and the initial the initial spotlights. Okay, well those were good. Those were fun. Those were a good but, stepping off part. Is he as and they good as together. Barber was? No, right. not to me. Because um, Barber had a great sense of humor, he knew how to tie it all together, and he cared. Like some of those guys, I, 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 they didn't care. Like he cared that this character did this in the first comic, and he had to figure out a way to have that character somehow link up to the one that's at the, you know, at, at the point we're reading. And those, those, like to me, that I, I don't know, I really appreciate it. And I have to say also, I loved Barber. Like injected. A, a sense of humor that was really fun. Like some of our characters that we love, like they muttered to themselves. Like, I love that. Like, I love it, you know, that stuff. And I know that's the writing stuff, but there was a, there among all this, you know, amazing, you know, space opera, whatever uh, there's, you know, everyday Joe, you know, making reactions to things and laugh, you know, they're funny. It made it, it made it fun. I think the thing that's bringing me down about Barber is the G.I. Joe Transformers crossover. Well, because I just like every time I think about John Barber, I think about that story and that book and the way it was structured and and drawn. And uh, but Joe doesn't get the respect like they weren't making any money off of those books. G.I. Joe was selling better the Transformers at one point. I know. But then by that time, they weren't. G.I. Joe lost me, though. Like, G.I. Joe was amazing. The whole Chuckles uh, stuff, the stuff with... The Cobra uh, Island stuff was fun. Yeah, who's Cobra Commander and... uh, And what's funny is is that was written by Costa, who did a good job with Joe and then did a horrible job with his Transformers run. Mm -hmm. The ongoing Transformers run was just, for me, abysmal. Oh, oh, painful. And then that art that Figueroa did... Yeah, when Figueroa changed it up. Horrible, like... You guys remember that? 
I mean, well, was like... that when like every character, every every artist drew the the characters they wanted to do, and there wasn't a continuity in in art? Yeah, there there was a so. there was a Bumblebee book concurrent with the ongoing book, and like the right. ongoing book, everyone looked like G one but movieified, yeah. and it was by Figueroa, who we knew could draw like dynamic I mean... generation one, yeah. But over in the Bumblebee book, they were drawing it like this really rough. Uh, I'm trying to remember who did the. Was it Chi? Who did the art on that one? But anyway, it was it was uh, this like rough Gen One cartoon aesthetic, so nothing fit. And then you had like Silver Streak in one book and Blue Streak in another book. Like both the streaks were there because they they botched the script and no one, And that yeah. was that was all Schmidt going. Yeah, it's fine. Just everyone cares. There. Yeah. yeah. So, Rick, when you were at Hasbro, did they have, like, did you guys talk about the comics and, and whatnot? And, like, was oh, there uh, a, a thought about, you know, feedback and whatnot from, you know, internally on, on how they were doing? Oh, absolutely. We take meetings with them all the time. So every, every time there was a comic, Michael Kelly, who was licensing manager, for publishing would get the script. Uh, he would read it, give his notes. He would send it over to me. I'd read it. I'd give my notes. And then sometimes we would just get like a document like, Hey, over the next 10 issues, we've got this planned. And then sometimes, uh, Chris and John Barber would come over to Hasbro and they would say, Hey, this is what we want to do. Can we kill these guys off? Uh, this is where we want to take the story. Hey, here are some potential names for the story. Um, and for the longest time, the longest time, the Transformers brand kept saying, no, we're not going back to the Marvel comic books. We're not doing the Marvel comic books again. We're not picking up because that at that point, Larry Hama was already back on real American hero and they, and IDW just insisted on going back to Marvel. So one day they came over and it was Chris Royale. John Barber, and then on the other side, it was Andy Schmidt, who was already working at Hasbro, uh, Michael Kelly, and myself. And that's where we had the meeting where I'm like, all right, we're going to let you do Marvel, but it's going to be limited. It's just going to be 20 issues. You get to 100, and then it's done. Because for some reason, I, and I never, I just don't understand why Aaron just wanted it to be. He's like, we're not living in the past. We're moving mm -hmm. forward. So, all right, so, you do 20 issues, you get to 100, it's done. And they're like, all right, we need a name for it. It's like, okay. So that's this is this is my one contribution to that book. Um, we were working on renaming Chug Classics mm -hmm. at the time, and I had pitched to the Transformers team, what about regeneration one we're regenerating these guys from g1 they're like i don't understand we're not making g1 no no i, I know we're not making g1 but it's like no we're moving forward I, no 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 i get it we're not making it's regeneration because these are g pitched it to michael kelly to pitch it to idw he didn't get it so john barber and chris Rael are, are there and i'm like um hey i pitched it to the toy team i pitched it to michael kelly can I just throw out this name, Regeneration One, to you? And they're like, "We love it. That's it. That's the name." I'm like, finally, somebody gets the name. This is your fault. And that was, yeah, that was did my you, one. What did you think of that series? Team. What did you think of this series? 
Did you think it was the right un- sort of ending? Unnecessary. To... Yeah. Unnecessary is the way to describe it. Yeah. I don't know what he was thinking. Like it was so off the stories that we had gotten before. He was trying to be heavy. And that was another one where, you know, they let him mess around in different directions. I thought that was fun. I mean, you know, was it right? Was, did I like it? I didn't really love it, but I read it because I had to, you know, um, I think it went better when they had a better artist, when Guido Guidi got in on it and started doing his amazing retro style. Like a lot of times, let's face it, some of these books are saved a little. If you got some good art, like there's a couple of those new, you know, uh, the reboot um, books that that uh, Alex Milne has done. And they're just a bit better because he, you know, draws it. And you just want to be lost in his world. And you don't even need the words. You just want to look at everything. But um, it can't exist on just that. I think one of the big difficulties with Transformers and G.I. Joe comic books in general is that unlike the cartoons or the movies, you're creating these more so for the harder core fan base mm-hmm. um, and, and i.e. an older fan base. So th- there is where I think the, the barber era books differed is that they broke the characters out of some of the same molds that they had been in for at that point decades um, where, you know, all right, you're going to have, you know, side swipe and Sunstreaker act a certain way, but you know, you can give some nuances to their characters. Starscream absolutely had nuances to his character that we hadn't seen really before. And then they said, well, yeah, let's take Optimus and Megatron out of this. You know, just like the, the, the DC and Marvel have been doing this since since the death of Superman. And even before that, they've been doing it where they take the main character out of the book. And guess what happens? You get to introduce side characters, and those side characters get to become fan favorite characters. And then guess what you get to do? You get to make a big story spectacular of bringing the the main characters, the the beloved characters, back into the story. But now you have all these other characters that have been fleshed out around them. And I think Mm -hmm. that, to me, is what the Barber era did best, is is the two things. Making the characters more nuanced, more fleshed out, and, to, to your guys' point, more humorous as well as letting side characters take the spotlight and become um, fan favorite characters. I mean, yeah, they became likable. They they became relatable, you know, like more than meets the eye became, you know, it was about robots from outer space, but it was, it was just about people screwed up people all living together. Yep. Um, And, you know, between the helicopters. Yeah. That, you know, or there. Yeah. And, and we fell in love with characters like Whirl, swerve tailgate like nobodies and and that's what i think that era roberts was so great at um and it was funny and it was exciting and it was epic it was all these things but then they would go small you know um he really got it um after a while you could tell he was kind of running on fumes um and didn't feel as excited you could tell that you know he was being rushed or whatever there were times when he stretched out stories way too long. Um, but he he built some characters and, and built part of that world that now I don't think we could do without, like the Decepticon Justice Division, um, you know, uh, I Scavengers. Just 
Yeah, I, I love um, uh, uh, Rung. I thought he was such a fantastic character. And just all these other weirdos that, that he brought to life. Um, but, and I, well, same with Barber. Barber did the same thing. He gave us personalities behind a little bit more fleshed out. Well, actually, no. He took Thund- what... Thundercracker. Thundercracker was yeah. fabulous. Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't... Believe, he was a nobody. I mean, he just was yeah. the blue jet. Well, I, I think the amazing thing, though, uh, with that is, is not only did it, you know, kind of t- speak to some of the hardcore fans that, you know, were looking for, you know, more, uh, you know, gray in the world and whatnot, but it also introduced a whole new fan base, you know, to Transformers fiction. And I think that that's something Hasbro is always trying to do is reach out to new fans and, and whatnot. And so they're able to serve, you know, especially with more than MCI and all that. But I mean, you see that at conventions and whatnot is your traditional, you know, uh, Transformers fan base was not exactly the same as that IDW uh, fan base. And they were as hardcore or they have oh, yeah. been as hardcore as anybody else. You know, with with, but it's been more with the fiction and whatnot, mm-hmm. and not just you know the uh, the toys and whatnot. And who would have thought, yeah. like, who would have thought that robots from outer space that turn into stuff would be inclusive, like to all these other different diverse groups? And that was by accident. I think it was a lot of it was by accident, you know. But they found these characters and they go, well, what would, I, what do we do? I mean, if they're all male. Are they, you know, how they uh, one or two of them have got to fall for each other? Or, but they're just they, perceived as male. They're they're robots. I know, but and you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Like it made people feel like, hey, you know, hey, I'm in there too. You know, and and yeah, I, that was. I thought that was that. I didn't. I never needed that. Like I, ne- as when I'm reading my comics, I I just want a relatable character that's having fun and doing cool stuff that I'm excited about. Um, but that was a cool extra bit uh, that, it, it that they was, really did. It was cool for, I think, a couple of things. And I think, you know, certainly the idea of gender got played with quite a bit and, and it was really neat. But also just the idea of what does a relationship mean when you have entities that live for millions of years? Yeah. You yeah. know, what is because there were the different levels of, of romantic love versus friendship love. Mm-hmm. And, and and that was played around with. It. And, and so yeah. you you had a ton of cool concepts that there- were heavy science fiction, but told with a joke and a laugh at a bar where they're drinking gasoline for all intents and purposes. I know there was just so much world building that was really incredibly interesting and weird. I mean, I, I guess a lot of it reminded me of, um, uh, 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 God, what is that book? Um, Arthur, uh, it's a British book. Now I can't remember the name of it, but it had that British sense of humor and the way that there was world building that, you know, you ask one question and you get some huge answer that's very elaborate. So long and, and thanks for all the fish. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, um, yeah. 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 You know which book series. 42. Uh, uh, the, the, um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Sorry, yes. sorry. Um, but, but, you know, in that book, even just even just like one little aside and there's some huge explanation that's ridiculous. And there was a lot of that in. More than MCI and in um, Robots in Disguise, and it was great because we're getting history that we never got. We're we're learning about. I, I think I was the, the most excited when we just learned like how are Transformers born, how what what's it mean to be like 
because there's so many different ways now. You know, I think that's and they explained it. I thought that was really cool. So that that's what I was talking to these guys before the show that as a comic as as you know, I consume all the media, movies, cartoons, toys, if the toys had bios which they don't anymore. But the comics is where I think the the truest form of the lore can exist because that's where all these little things can you can't get into this level of detail detail on a tv show uh unless it's beast wars you you can't get into like sharing your deepest energon core with somebody or um innermost your innermost energon thank you uh you you can't get into into What's great about the comics is you can take any character and go in any direction and you don't need your top tier A or B or C characters. You can have a whole story about the Knights of Cybertron, a whole story about just it's just Dinobots and that weird two-headed thing. Uh, it's stories about um, scavengers, right? And absolutely amazing that those random characters are put together. They're all losers. And, but they yeah. win. It's just absolutely just mesmerizing that those characters work together. And then they introduce Grimlock into the equation. And Grimlock, just he's just a perfect fit with those characters. You can never have a TV show like that. Because a TV show always needs to have Optimus. Always needs to have Megatron. Bumblebee, Starscream, and I guess Windblade um, now. But the comics allow for such a wider view of of the brand and and creates that brand-building opportunity, and that's what's been lacking the last year and a half, two years, that I'm not excited to read the issue as soon as I get it. It just kind of sits there until uh, yeah it's be- it's i mean i read it i think i, I hate read um i i like it i, I gotta write that reason, down i, I think reading. the reason why i do it because I, I like to punch myself um i think um i keep hoping that something's gonna be better but i'm just but but what made the original i think much more interesting was we started started really small and then it started to build out we started in the middle of the story really i mean it's the current time but they've been going for millions of years before and who knows how long they're going to go in the future and so it was in media race and you know we didn't know what was going on and you're thrown in and even though they're doing that in the new series we know where this is going they're gonna go to earth they're gonna do this Optimus is going to get there. So is Meg. You know, like we know where this is going. And there is, with the new one, there's no organization. They just throw a bunch of characters together. Some of them have the right personality. Some don't. I don't know why the, I don't know why, you know, part of the protective bots are together, but then they're with the monster bots. And then none of it makes any freaking sense. And it's just a slow train crash. It is nothing. And we know the ending. It's boring. It's, it's the Amazing Spider-Man. 
they're redoing the whole Uncle Ben has to die. He has to give you the line. And that's why Tom Holland Spider-Man was so great when he first showed up. They skip all that. Yeah. They 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 skip the first movie and, and go right into him being Spider-Man. You, like, you're not bogged down with all that. Yeah, we know Prime is going to get the, the Matrix. We know oh, this. Megatron's going to take over and make the Decepticon. They made him a little differently, but they actually made him more boring. I don't know. Like, they're senators. Like, we got enough freaking senators we got to see in real life. I don't want to see them. And we got to see them in Star Wars. Like, I don't want to see them in my Transformer comic. I want fun. And like, it took it, 25 issues to get to the point where Pax becomes Prime. And Megatron's like, we're not Ascenticons. We're Decepticons. We're, uh, Yay, uh, surprise. We'll turn it upside down. Yeah. No, oh we're God. bad guys. But, but I don't know. I, I feel like with, you know, the at least the Phase 2 and, and with some of the stuff that Roberts did, like, I don't mind hanging out in that world for a while as they build up and they just do stuff and, and it's a slow burn. Whereas in in this new world i just it just does not interest me for you know whatever whatever reason like you said it's like it's a it's a boring storyline and like it's a it's a slow burn but i i don't know i i just don't want to hang out with those in in that world you know what it's a slow burn and they may roberts may have had slow burn stories but it never felt slow because he's going like this and, in, you know, you're slowly getting through Tarn. You know, you want them to have the resolution with the, ju- the Justice Division, the Stepping on Justice Division. But there's so much stuff, and he was so frenetic, that you at least felt like you're getting more happening and people were talking quickly. And I don't know. It, it, like, even the, even the humor attempts in the new rebooted storyline are, they all yeah. fall flat. Speaking of humor, have you guys read that new Wreckers book? Whew, oh, that thing is I want, yeah. so good. Are, are they trying to – is there like something I'm missing Peter, about this? Peter, for those this? listening, can you explain your facial expression? Uh, that sums it up. That, that does sum it up. Yeah. It, it, it amazed me that it was one of the first books uh, that Anna has been like, you know – I like the new continuity more than you guys do, but man, this records, I'm not so sure about that. El Stinko. It's it's like, it's stupid. It's stupid. And, and it doesn't, Oh, you know, it just, it wasn't even well thought out. The characters, everything that they did is like, Oh, oh, obviously you're going to do that. Like it, it, it wasn't even a good episode of Energon. Ouch. That, th- those are bold words. Yeah. It looked like, beautiful. The, I love that artist, oh yeah. Jack. Jack with, Lawrence. Jack He's Lawrence, great. amazing. What a mm-hmm. waste that they used him on that, you know, that stuff because it was. <sighs> so, um, I was, oh, I was always wondering if there was like something I was missing about that Wreckers book. Like if at the end of the story, oh, these guys just get killed and the wreckers show up like we're here to be the wreckers. Um, but that's not, that's not where they're going with this. It's just, uh, you know, I get that they're trying to make something different, but it's not a good thing. It's not good. It's bad. They rushed it or I don't know what I, I, or it was a crappy story and they go, let's stretch it out into four episodes and let's, let's tell it very slowly. 
with a lot of action because apparently we need lots of action. Um, and it just, it didn't, it was just lame. And I'm sorry for the writers. And, no, I'm not. I'm not sorry. It's, it's poor work. Um, the artwork was amazing. Um, and I feel like all the artists are saving all the illustrators, the, the colorists, the inkers, they're saving the book. I think that the main writer that they have right now stinks. I don't think he understands the characters well. I don't know if he even likes them. Um, I, I, this is my personal opinion. So you can all say I'm a terrible person, but this is my opinion. And it just, I, I, it, it is every secret in the new storyline. We know it. So when it's finally revealed, who cares? We've known it for 10 episodes. You know, it's, it's just, it's pointless. And, and so that's the thing is, is I, I feel like for me, a lot of this is it's just like this slow death or car crash, like you had mentioned, Matt, that I, I feel like it's like, you know, at this point, I I want, like, I feel like by making more content, it's almost making the, you know, older content worse kind of thing, you know, because it's like that that bad taste in your mouth at the very end. Of, of stuff and so i don't know like i'm i'm willing to let the idw stuff you know live in the past and i'm i'm personally excited for a new oh you know wh whatever the new take may be and who knows maybe that one's not going to be great either um I, I i certainly hope it is but um you know i guess i guess we won't see for a while but well, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping personally for a, a relaunch continuation and satisfying conclusion to the Dreamwave arcs. I want to get. I want to find out what's happening with that golden disc from the MicroMasters line. Oh, I need and, that. And I need to know what's going on with Cyclonus and all the scourges. And those uh, tiny, tiny heads on all those so, MicroMasters. So here, here's the thing, though. <clears throat> I asked. Hands. I asked IDW about that. I'm like, is there any like interest on you guys? Like, yeah, we don't care about Marvel and going back to that. But is there any interest on like just kind of? wrapping those stories up and they're like absolutely not we, we that's a different company we don't want to be involved with them uh there was people who didn't get paid for work that was published so we we can't be involved mm -hmm. with this yeah. so I, I mean i would love for that stuff to like be recapped in like the first couple pages of a new book and it's like last time stuff 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 micromaster shockwave discs here's a story. Uh, but I don't think they'll be able to go back and go, Oh, war within number six and seven and four, five and six. Uh, we're missing. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't think, but at this point, do we care? Enough demand do we, for I mean, that. that. That's the could, thing is they could, they could read it, read the comic. They could have a new character or something in the new book, like reading like this doesn't, what's the next issue? There is no next issue. What do you mean? There's no next issue. Oh, it's over. This is oh. terrible. Yeah. And then they just throw it away and it's just a copy of, of whatever, uh, the Brad Mick book issue 10. I, I, you know, if, if they, I think if they do their own thing, maybe it'll be something that people, you know, clamor for eventually. <clears throat> I just, I would just love for them to care about the characters to care that that's, I think you have to, I think you have to really care about who they are. You can change them. I, I don't care if you, you know, is, is 
Optimists start off a psychopath and then becomes nice. Who knows? I mean, do something to make them me like them and, and care. Make me care. But I want to see that you care first. And I just don't there there is a soullessness to this current storyline. Um, and it has interesting, like sort of I like some of the society things that they're doing and sort of retelling it's sort of cool, but I not real. I don't know. It just and it doesn't have I'm, a sense of humor. It was just the old one was so ridiculous. I loved that. Like it was irreverent. It was it wasn't it, it was and it knew when to be silly and it knew when to be, you know, just like, haha, you know, we're we're having our yucks. And it knew when to be deadly serious. This one is just monotone. Mm-hmm. And there and the, like like you mentioned earlier, Matt, they they'll they'll try really hard to make a joke. Someone over at, at Swindles will try really hard to make a joke. And it's just like, oh, they've made a joke. Uh, hi, I'm it's- Flame War. I don't like you. You're mean. And yeah. It's like when you watch the, um, <laughs> if you go on YouTube and watch the, the clips of the Big Bang Theory without the laugh track, um, <laughs> it's like, oh, without someone laughing in the background, uh, this is not actually funny. Um I, I do think that the um, the media that we've seen, like it's it's so interesting because Cyberverse, I felt like really captured some of that irreverent spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the current IDW books, from from what I've read, really seem to sync up totally with the Netflix series. Oh yeah, where it's and... just drawn out long, and 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 you're 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 rehashing, you know, the the story of the Cybertronian War so much. It's like I feel like Hasbro just picks up on um, the creative teams of these pick up on the wrong cues that we're giving off. It's like, yeah. oh man, people love that that scene in Bumblebee where they were on Cybertron and fighting. Let's do that for like thirty episodes and twenty five <laughs> issues of a comic book. Um, and let's have Optimus talk very slowly. And what's so weird about that is that's the same Optimus from Cyberverse. <clears throat> it's the same actor. Yeah. But he's so great. He's but so he's funny. Great on, in... Yeah, he's great on Cyberverse, but the direction on, on War for Cybertron was just, now just slow it down about 400% and make it gritty. As gritty yeah. as you can. Uh, I, they And, you know, the first season of Cyberverse, oh. they were really feeling out what they were doing. That second one, like, they got it. Like, they understood yeah. it. And I didn't you know, I thought at first, I don't know what this thing was going to be. It was, it was great. It has, it is the true, you know, predecessor, uh, like, like, uh, uh, it, it is the next version of G1. Like it is the fun current, um, you know, that storyline. I just, it was fun. Like it could have fun and still tell these epic stories. I think we saw more epic stories in Cyberverse than we saw in the Netflix series quite frankly i mean it was incredible so so zaldron asked something and i'm i don't think this was the case but certainly they they use the designs was the idw book supposed to be tied into the netflix show in some way shape or form yeah or was it just that they took the exact designs from all the the, the toys at the time they all just you know copied the exact designs for everyone it was supposed to be. It was a continuation. It was like the prequel, right? 
That's I can't what I thought. I was under uh, the impression it was under this. It was the same world. It was the same universe. But that you know maybe they changed it. That's the way it started. I think. I I just thought it was the mandate that they have to look like the toys. But I think that created confusion as to like you have two things that look identical, mm-hmm. but yet the story is and the story was close, but but not quite there. And, and yeah, I don't know. I think it was kind of like the Star Wars comics that they're doing now with like Star Wars other media and movies where they were dancing around the the main event, you know, like the main event being the Netflix and then, oh, we can do all this other stuff over here. And it, I, I feel like they just they had hands off of everything that happened in Netflix so that they could, you know, they, they're messing around and doing other stuff. I. I I, I was I at least I was under the impression that they were the same universe. Could have changed. So speaking of universes, the the while it's not official, the heavily rumored new publisher of the Transformers comics is supposed to be Skybound, Robert Kirkman's mm-hmm. comic company. Right out of the gate, one of the things that's exciting about that and ties into why possibly we don't have any more IDW books is Kirkman and Skybound got some deep pockets. And, and supposedly that's why we weren't getting some better IDW stories is because they, they were getting a little tight on the pocketbook. They, they had some creators that they wanted to bring on supposedly and couldn't afford those creators. Um, and, and, you know, again, maybe we're getting writers who are you know, not the cream of the crop because they're, they're not getting paid that much. This is mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, IDW Transformers books seem like to be like the Pittsburgh Pirates of baseball right now, where they're like, yeah, we're we're intentionally keeping a low payroll because uh, we've got some other issues that we're dealing with. But Kirkman and Skybound, that that is not the case. Skybound mm-hmm. is, is, I think, a good term because th- these books can really take off in terms of the creators they can bring on, the, the budgets they can use. Um, so, so that from that aspect, I'm super excited about and. You know, obviously the guy who's you know worked on Invincible and The Walking Dead, which is two of the biggest properties come out of the comic book world, um, you know, since Spider-Man, uh, that that you you can get some really cool stories from a guy like that and, and the team he's going to hopefully bring on. We and need he's a Transformers fan. Yeah. 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 So one day, uh, this was like eight nine years ago. Uh, Aaron walks into my office. He's like, uh, hey, I just had lunch with Robert Kirkman. I'm like, the Walking Dead guy? He's like, yeah, yeah, he's here. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Why is, why is he here? Are we going to do Walking Dead figures now? He's like, no, 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 no. We're, uh, we're going to try and buy Invincible. I'm like, oh, wow. What? It's like, and so um, Andy Schmidt's here. He's next to me. He's like, isn't that like super violent? Uh, but apparently the, the people who are in charge of identifying brands that they wanted to buy, uh, didn't know that. Um, so they had Kirkman come out, give a whole presentation. They're like, yeah, we're interested in buying, uh, Invincible from you. And then they saw what it was and they're like, oh no, (laughs) no, we can't have that. Um, one day Seth Green was, he's a huge GI Joe fan. He comes in and 
uh, he's like, yeah, uh, he, he actually comes and like ta- hangs out with like the, the crew. He's like, yeah, I was just meeting with the higher ups. Uh, we want to do a trouser snake figure because Mattel had, you know, they had done the <laughs> Molar. And so Hasbro had to strike back. And then we were like, yeah, yeah, trousers. We want trouser snake. Comic Con exclusives, trouser snake and, and, and fumbles. And, uh, and then he's like, yeah. Uh, and then I showed them the clip. Fumbles. I, I showed them the clip and, uh, that was kind of the end of the meeting. <laughs> oh God, I'm dying. All right. For those, of, so, for those listeners who aren't, aren't aware, this is a robot chicken bit that, that is just amazing. I, I've got, I've got a quick story tying into that when we have a second here, Rick. So, so go ahead. I'm sorry. No. So, uh, you know, uh, Hasbro has been, I guess, tried to have an open line with Kirkman. Uh, so I guess maybe that was like the start of, hey, let's stay in touch. Let's see what we can do. And uh, so ne- now it's come to fruition that Skybound's going to be putting out Transformer comics. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, again, that's, that's hope. the heavy rumor. And, and what, what we're hearing is that IDW has got the books through the end of this year, 2022, and that anything coming new from Skybound wouldn't be till 2023. And who knows if we'll even get solicitations of issues, you know, before IDW is able to wrap everything up. Um, I mean, I, I, I love the comic book Invincible. I, I love what that book did and what Kirkman did on that book in terms of seeding storylines 20, 30 issues ahead. And like, but he was, he, he kept telling action packed stories while seeding longer term things. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think it was a great job. Now, now one thing I will say I am not familiar with is the other Skybound books that are out there right now that he doesn't personally write. And so I don't know if the quality of those is, is as strong as what he himself has done. Um, you know, is, is he personally the goose that laid the golden egg and, and, and whatnot? I, I don't know. But again, the encouraging thing to me, even if it's not working on some of these books, is that he's got enough of a, a very, very large Rolodex and a very, very large mm-hmm. bank account to write checks from. Yeah. And he's got style. Like, he knows, like, he, you know, you see something and it's like, you know that that look is different. It's fresh. You know, like, they, they those books always, they have their own look about them. And um, hopefully we'll get to see, you know, great artists in there doing different things. Um, no, I'm excited just about just a different perspective. I think, you know, IDW kind of lost their mojo. And look, it's fine. You know, they told amazing stories. And quite frankly, I think that they were the ones responsible for, for the Transformers golden age of comics. Um, I know that, you know, everyone wants to look back at the Marvel years. But to me... The golden age was really, uh, you know, am I frozen? Um, the, the, the golden age was really like 10 years ago when, when they were doing their thing with Roberts and Barber. Like, there was just so much stuff coming out. And it was really exciting. Um, so they have a lot to be proud of. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wouldn't be surprised if IDW just kind of wraps things up by April. Like, if they just kind of rush things and just say... The, the uh, new issue 80 on us. It's like, oh, uh, and then it ended and Prime came back. Right. And we're, Yay. 
Right. It's just Bucci like, went to his home planet and he was never seen from again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it's just like a quick wrap up and says to be continued question mark. I mean, they do, do you, have the do opportunity to to really, um, you know, wrap up these stories properly if they want to. I just the question is whether or not they will. Yeah. But do the fans care at this point, knowing that it's coming to an end? No. Dude, dude, like, does it matter how this how the story ends? Like, no, they can they can do anything now, I guess. I mean, Hasbro still has to approve it. But I mean, who cares anymore? Uh, this with this one, it just doesn't have the. Yeah, I'm not. I, I mean, I'll read it. Like I said, I'll hate read it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I, it's fine. It's just not up to the usual. Um, maybe they'll do something interesting. I don't know. Maybe. What they're going to do is an armada where they cross over with G1 mm. and Ramjet, Galvatron. Uh, who are the There's, other two? It was Dirge, Bludgeon, Galvatron, and... Scourge? Uh, Repugnance, probably. No. Show up. I thought it was like another nin- no no the oh bludgeon be a bludgeon dirge galvatron, galvatron. you're Was missing Ram- wasn't Ram- it was scourge oh scourge i think it was so random yeah yeah they're, oh, they're gonna random. show up mm-hmm. from the idw verse they'll show up just, what if they show up in the Dreamwave verse and, and they're gonna they're gonna right they're gonna they're gonna do a no way home on us they're gonna bring everybody together, and they're all gonna. And and have that's what's dinner. gonna get us to make it. It's gonna it's gonna be revolution, but like multiverse. Mm. Oh oh oh! I've got one. They can bring everyone back in Unicron's belly, and they can call it the Cauldron, and then they can sell exclusive covers at Botcon. You guys. All right. Oh, I can't oh, wait to buy that. Matt, Matt, you're not going to be a guest at Bacon, are you? Huh? Okay. No. No, no one wants to see me. But I, th- I think I am going to the TFCon in uh, LA, though. I want to go see that. Because everyone's, I think every voice actor is, is here. Everyone's going to be there. Yeah. Like, and not every list. They're going to be they announcing people until, until like like two weeks after the show ends. They'll still be announcing people. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I was like, everybody. Who? Yeah. All these people. Well, that's the great thing about doing it in L.A., though, is is that, you know, most everyone lives there. And yeah, so they'll wheel like out the old bring... actors. Right. Right. And they're all Next there. Week, Casey Kasem's is... ghost. I know. <laughs> I swear I thought I saw his wife his ex, or whatever, his ex-wife, whatever, his widow. Um, recently when I was driving around, I was like, is that her? No, she's too young. Too young. <laughs> there are always sightings out here. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'm, they should be very, I, I, IDW should be very proud of what they've done. And so the ending isn't so great, the, what they're doing now, but you know, we still love our Transformer comics, and we, you know, even though it's hard to read it, as long as they don't do any more of these crossovers with, uh, you know, Pony. I, Pony, I don't mind so much, but like the other weird ones. Visionaries? Terminator? Uh, I don't Terminator. know. Ghostbusters? I, liked, Ghostbusters? 
I like Terminator wasn't bad. Personally. I actually thought yeah? Terminator was pretty good. My kid enjoyed the the Pony Transformers. Like, I thought I that was that cute. And he read them. Yeah, I mean, for a kid, it was it was a good story. So there were some of them that I, I did, the, like the Grimlock one. That's sort of like Dungeon and Dragon Grimlock. I'm kind of like, uh. yeah. and to the uh, future. Oh uh, yeah, I wasn't really into that one either. But you know, they're there. They're weird things they, they we've sold never thought we'd see. They made the company you know. some cash. Yeah, uh, yeah. It got attention. Know, one thing that is weird about the IDW verse is that that Avengers crossover is canon in IDW, but it's not in Avengers. Like it's like if you look at the Collectic Works when you get those big hardcover books, mm-hmm. it's like there's a chapter missing, and it goes. Remember that time we fought with Spider-Man? <laughs> and you're like, wait. Isn't that the same thing? Don't they do that with the old Marvel uh, when uh, Spidey was issue three? Uh, with Gears? Yeah. yeah. Black out yeah. a lot of that stuff. Well, they did yeah, that with, they, uh, with Circuit Breaker, too, for a yeah. while. Oh, yeah. They were like, and then they met a human, and she was mean to them. Moving on. Hey, BlackRock's here. totally wasn't Circuit Breaker. Yeah. She missing. wasn't almost naked except for metal over her body parts. <laughs> Juvenile me had some some new feelings with Circuit Breaker that I did not <laughs> quite know what those were, but I liked them. It's a good look. Uh, a good look. So uh, I'm going to throw out a final question. Does the new iteration of Transformers need to start with the tier A and B characters. No. Mm-mm. You need someone, someone familiar as your audience surrogate. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah. The Blue Streaker or whoever. You Probably know, like um, a Starscream. Right? Someone most you can likely trust. A, most likely a Bumblebee. Right? But, but Bumblebee, yeah, but Bumblebee, oh, you can tell a good Bumblebee story. If you approach it in the right way, you know, as long as he can talk um, and, uh, you know, it, it isn't too people heavy. There, there's there's interesting stuff you can do with them. I'm curious to see what they do. I would love to see a new take on it. I mean, it, it gets boring to see that same thing over and over and over again. So right. I'm, I'm not sure I want Bumblebee to be the you know protagonist for the story. It just feels like that's every story nowadays is they, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's the Bumblebee story. He's our gateway I mean, transformer for, for yeah. good reason. I mean, you know, it sells, but yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know what we're going to get because you're going to have in 2023, the new movie at some point in the next year, year and a half, we're going to have, I believe a, rumors of a legacy cartoon. Mm-hmm. So what we get from skybound might not be really, brand new original material it might be cartoon or movie tie-ins at first um you know so so you know yeah i, I don't know what we're going to get out of the gate and maybe but what I, we'll get is i think is Skybound, a, is a comic that spins off of the movie i think they're gonna they whatever they launch with has to be like impactful so they may launch with like a tv show tie-in and a movie tie-in but I think they have to launch like that first issue you get needs to make an impact 
needs to set their universe up for success, their universe. Yeah. I think that's, that's what we're going to get because everyone's going to look at that first issue and say, this is the future of Transformers, good or bad. And then you got your, you know, movie and your TV show tie in on the sides. I think um, eventually we'll get a skybound Transformers universe, but I guess part of me is is setting the expectations for myself is that it might not be right out of the gate. Yeah, set, set them low, set those expectations. Yeah, low not necessarily low, but just saying like there's when you have a property like this and there's media coming out. Guess what are some of the first marching orders? Yeah. Give us connections to the big media. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think that. If he cares enough about this, these brands, um, I think there could be some really interesting things coming. And I, I agree, they, they definitely they'll have media tie-in stuff because that's how you make your extra money. That's how you get younger readers into things, just whatever. Yeah. Um, but it'll just be nice to, ha- to have some new, fresh takes on things, different artists, different. But I, but I gotta tell you, I want more Marvel story stuff i want more i want some more simon eventually i those those recent marvel sort of in between comics i thought were great and fun and he was back where where he works best you know like it was back in that sort of that world i i like that i would love more of that you you know what i'm longing for reanimated regeneration one reanimated either continuating Continuing animated in comic form or launching a new version of Transformers animated. Because there's some, there's certain characters that you know, Lockdown, that version of Prowl, uh, Yoketron, sorry, Sumdak, Sumdak Tower, the Headmaster. Like, those are characters I want to see. That's version some of fun. Sentinel. Yeah, there, there was a lot of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Throughout all the seasons it just it kept coming and it was all I think fresh that that, and that, fun and i think that that could sell i mean because i think a lot of people really love those comics i think one of the mistakes that the that idw took when when they when they did beast wars which is another abysmal comic sorry um it, and i like some of the artists that do it i like um what's the name of the artist that's doing the main he's, Bertram, he's the main Bertram, one isn't it? Bertram. I Josh like Bertram. Bertram doing certain things. I don't think he's best for this comic, but if it was a like a more fun, lighthearted one, I think he would be great for it. Um, but I, but like, here you have this Beast Wars, this whole Beast Wars fandom. You have the videos, you have everything. Why the hell didn't you tie it into that? You've already got that story. Build off mm-hmm. of that story. I know we've gotten stories off of it, but like, tell a new one off of all this you, stuff. It, you it know just, what's what's crazy. Until that story came out, every single Beast Wars story that was ever told from Dreamwave, IDW, or the BotCon comics all existed in the same continuity as the show. Every single comic existed in the same continuity as the show. Did Dreamwave Because that show so... They did a, they did a one-shot special... And they were going to do a full book, but they did a one-shot one shot special. Uh, I think it was called the Summer Rat Special. Rat Trap. Yeah. 2005. Okay. okay. It was wow. With R.I.D. and... Yeah, they did yeah. A, they, an R.I.D. But, but, one, an Energon one, and yeah. a Beast Wars one. There were three three stories in one book. And you got to vote. 
Yeah, but you don't need to stay in continuity because it's too hard to do that. But like, it would have been fun to know some of the stories in between some of those Beast Wars stories, uh, the, the episodes. I think that could have been a fun way of bringing back those characters. I just the way that they did it was so boring, and it's it, so those comics, even those comics stink. Who cares about those? I mean, all right. Let me ask you this: Shattered Glass comics, yes or no? The new ones? No. Well, I think they're boring. If they're good. <laughs> oh, I don't need any more shattered glass. I'm done with it. it, it, it see, I could I could deal with shattered glass if it was like a proper invasion story, like when the war, like when universes are crashing together, right? Like that's that's what we need a No Way Home event. That's I'm telling you, that's what we need in comic books and Transformers right now. A No Way Home event where you have like Star Convoy and R.I.D. Optimus and Animated Optimus and like G1 Prime and Convoy. Right. And he only speaks in Japanese. And it's like nobody can understand them because he only speaks Japanese. Like uh, we like, come from yeah, another planet. We only speak right. English. Like you, like uh, Toshi on American Dad. You know, um, I, but that's that's what we need. We need a huge crossover with all the different iterations of the brand. Crisis I mean, on Infinite Cybertron. It's Kirkman, so fun. we're going to get zombies. We're going to get zombie Transformers at some point. Yeah, we'll get that stuff. That'll be fun. Yeah. Hopefully, they're better than the Infestation story. Ooh. Although the only the only good thing about that story, I think, was Cup and how I mean that infestation only exists to make Cup a cooler character in my eyes. Yeah, I, I barely remember that story. It was just such a footnote. It was just weird. I, I don't know that, you know, trying to trying to tie in all these other things. Like, mm -hmm. I know we can't talk about um, what was it? Re, re, what was the one with G.I. Joe? Revolution. Yeah, Revolution. Oh. Yeah. No, Infestation was before that, though. Yeah, uh, yeah. but that Infestation but that was, was that with was Star Trek and G.I. Other... Joe. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and Ghostbusters, right? Yeah, it was yeah. G.I. Joe, Ghostbusters, uh, Star Trek, uh, Ninja, and, Turtles. Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles and Jazz. Yeah, I was going to say Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I don't know. There was so much good. I think that IDW, they, they experimented a lot. And I think it's that's what we need to let are you know stories i think the i i think they're 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 played out at this point that you know whether it's you know the budget there or the things going down i don't know anything about it um but um i know my editor on one of my books used to work there and he's like i cut and ran um but uh <laughs> you know uh, they did so many different things they they tried on all these different stories and different hats i so they 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 get the prize definitely for I think elevating Transformer Comics to an unbelievable new level. I just now I'm spoiled and I want them to always be at that level, and we're just not there right now. So we got to wait a little bit. We'll see what's coming up. Oh, and I'm I'm open to be things being different because I think that's the one thing about Transformers is they constantly are changing. You know, oh they transform. Uh, uh, the name. I but yeah, I like that it can change. It should change. We should it. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. Look, we all didn't. Oh, look at animated. That looks like, oh, that's terrible. And Peace Wars. I can't believe it. Truck, not monkey. You know, all this stuff. It's important that we allow it to change and, and you know, and be open to it. 
you know you know what we really need is a what if transformers comic a what if yeah, ongoing series that, that'd be fun of transformer I mean, comics. And the great thing about that is that you allow different creators to come on, you allow different artists and writers to, to have a take on it. And then cool cut stuff can come out of that. And yep. hey, guess what? All of a sudden you got some some character or storyline that takes off. It's like we're making this one and on going here, folks. <laughs> Swerve is the leader of the Autobots, you know, Ex- like exactly Swerve of his prime. That's and it works. So so let me ask you guys a question along those lines of, of what you just said about Swerve, while we all are okay with seeing change, are there things that are now set in stone based upon the IDW universe that you don't want to see change? Swerve Swerve being one that I would point to and say, like, no, that that is Swerve from now on. Yeah. Tra- Trailbreaker being a drunk? <laughs> um. I don't want to ruin um, Lost Light for anybody, but um, I like Rung the way he is in that series. I like that. I like, and I like the others that he is related to. I, I love that origin of things. I love that. But it wouldn't be a surprise, you know? I don't think I gave anything away. I, no, it, like, it wouldn't uh, be, but you could still have that character exist sort of. Yeah. In in, in, a, in some iteration, yeah, I it was I just a good love character. that, yeah, and I just love the the others that were in um, that group of um, of characters um, related to him. That I love that explanation for why they existed, and the, you know, I love that. I thought that was so. Fun. I would love to see that again somehow in some other way, but then it wouldn't be a surprise anymore. I I don't know if I need. I guess Optimus has to be red and blue. I think that's important. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind having, you know, Roberts uh, come back for a, a lost light, you know, how yes. a, a million years I, later, whatever. Kind no, of thing. no, like, leave it alone. Yeah. Don't go matrix four. Leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone. The lost light yeah. had a great ending. They went off in space and had adventures and they had yeah. two captains and, that's don't true. go Matrix Four on it. All right? I, I'm, I'm just, I guess my to. point was more of maybe not continuing the stories, but again, the idea of <laughs> when you have a new writer come on a comic book, Spider-Man is still Spider-Man in terms of his personality. Are did IDW cement some of these characters' personalities? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like Megatron, I love that Megatron was a poet, and that he was this tortured character at, when he became. I don't know. He he got so interesting. I loved him more than Optimus. They gave him so much depth that I want it's... my Megatron to be a poet. Like I want. I, I love that he. You, you could. You understood his transformation much more. So I. I guess that's what I would want. Like those. There were some really cool things that they did with some. Some of the main characters. It's crazy to think that I really enjoyed seeing Megatron as an Autobot. Like it's just it's insane. I kept waiting like, for when that turn. cover came out. Kept it waiting, was like kept wait, waiting. What? Yeah. And they never turned them. I mean, you know, spoiler. I mean, the yeah. book came out, you know, four years ago, whatever. But yeah, uh, it, you know, if you haven't seen No Way Home by now, you know. Yeah, were, uh, there were they did a lot of good things that I would wouldn't want to like like. I love the way they uh, made Prowl that he is now Mr. Prickly. 
And uh, I love up. that. Um, they they fleshed out some characters such good ways that you don't want them to change. I, I love Six Shot and the whole idea of like a Phase Six type of warrior class of guys that just get like Black Shadow. Like I would have loved to see what was the Black Shadow story. What when he was a Phase Six and we never got to see that. You know, I want to see more Knights of Cybertron and Diatlas and Road Fire. Uh, I want to see, see those how how Glitch became Tarn. Yeah, it was a great. Uh, yeah, there there were so many characters that they they really fleshed out in interesting ways that were different, and I you know now I can't see them any other way. I uh, don't skids. want my world any other way. Right, skids. I, yeah, skids. Skids, and I mean Sunstreaker had such a crazy arc, in 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 that story. Uh it's hard for me to think of Sunstreaker as any other way than being a tortured headmaster to being a traitor to being in a hover chair, wheelchair, to having Bob with him. Um, really wanted that Bob toy. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's going to be a red build a figure two years from now, but he's going to be this big. <laughs> it's going to take no four scale. waves. You gotta I mean, buy you gotta buy six Titan figures to get one little piece. Yeah, you sure he's he's gonna be one of those um uh, super seven figures that's gonna be this big and weigh about five twenty pounds. Oh that's my god, scary. super seven! If they did a sun streaker that came with Bob, that would you be know fun. what? I I from your mouth to their ears, you know, like yeah, there, there that's you go. what we need. So we I think my final outlook on. Sorry, sorry, Lucas. I think my final outlook on IDW was sort of like the idea of a professional sports team coach slash general manager tenure. They didn't they didn't win at first. They had a rocky start, and then they had a few seasons that were like, you are winning championships, you are in the playoffs, and then you just sort of faded. But you were you you were too good for a long period of time for us to just kick you to the curb. But you're, you're, you're no pun intended. You are, you are past your prime at this, at this moment, but, but you will always be Reed. legend, but you will yes. always be legend. You, you have those championship seasons. You have those banners, those rings to say like, damn, you did some good stuff back then. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's an Andy Reed right there. If I ever. And, uh, Andy Reid's doing pretty well nowadays. Just, just FYI. Yeah, I don't think he's famous. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm an Eagles fan. You know, I was there in Philly when he was the Eagles coach. So, you know, I. You got a I'm second glad. win. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, unlike IDW, he got a second win. So. Yeah. <laughs> he discovered the life-giving powers of Kansas City barbecue. Hey, T- <laughs> TFCon just announced a bunch more guests. <laughs> there you go. Are you serious? So, well uh thank you guys for uh joining us tonight it's been a fun discussion um you know thanks uh also to everyone in the chat uh thanks to zaldron um thanks to uh fvg thanks to Catherine. uh thanks to all the russian bots um thanks to daniel uh earlier um thanks to ron uh illmatic prime earlier as well uh if i forgot anyone I the won't... north korean bots yes all, all, all <laughs> the bots yes i did a shout out to them so and the okay. throttle bots 
They were out there somewhere. <laughs> Probably Cer- not Searchlight. <laughs> so, but uh, there we Uh-oh, go. And then um, also there was a couple yeah. tape. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another... T-F-Y-L-P. Ha <laughs> ha!